0: feeling stuck sucks it's disempowering we feel isolated and we may make decisions that don't serve us or our loved ones your coaches laura and ryan are here to help together yes that includes you let's get unstuck this is the fit fusion podcast And welcome to another episode of Fitwell Fusion. Hey, Rai, how are you Hello. doing today? Glorious. <laughs> Wonderful. So, Rai doesn't exactly know what we're doing today because this is my topic that I've been talking about the whole time because I got so excited. Uh, and now we're actually talking about it, and it's going to be new for him as well. So this I came across from the Enlifted Method, and it's a mindset change, pretty much. It goes that, you know, there's a lot of people who talk about, well, if you want to do something, change your mindset. I heard this a lot, you know, self-improvement, um, mindset changes, everything was like, pretty much saying, just do it. And I was like, I want to do it, but how? And um I found this different because this actually, for me at least, gave me actual tools on how to do it. Because before I had no idea, I, I had a vague idea what I wanted to do, but not really how. So this one is a lot with writing down, actually. I'm not a big journal fan, but for some reason this works because it's very short and um, there's a couple points to it, which I'm going to walk rye and you guys too and the reason why they're using pen and paper is because they say so 30 percent of what we hear we can actually get into our conscious we get this bigger by if we write it down it's apparently 50 percent and then if you teach it you go to 80 percent of what you learn so they just want you why by writing it down to get it better in your brain
1: i've always struggled with writing things down Um, I don't know if it's because I worked in computers, but I just don't, um, I don't like journaling that much. I I prefer something like meditation, or just sitting still and thinking about things, processing things in my head. And I don't know, it's sometimes weird when I'm writing, I feel like it feels inefficient because I write so slowly. But I've noticed you write a lot and you journal a lot so some people process things differently Um, I guess if somebody did this method they would have to if they're the type of person like me they'd just have to go ahead and start writing things down I mean maybe you could write it down on a computer I guess that wouldn't make much of a difference yeah
0: yeah no it works for sure yeah I go through phases sometimes if I have something there I start writing Uh, you were just complaining the other day there's tons of paper everywhere (laughs) because i i get through these phases
1: not just not just on the table they're they're the walls are it's cool though because some of them are actual um drawings paint like i guess you call them drawings we did we did mandalas which are sort of like circular patterns uh and then we would laminate them and put them on the walls that's good but when lotta started the enlifted uh coaching stuff she uh, started putting pieces of paper all over the wall with, and see, so I didn't, I didn't uh, go deeply into it. So, but I do know that there's something called soft talk, there's affirmations, there's negations, mm-hmm. and there's projections. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> there's pieces <laughs> of paper on the wall that's that say that with all, with all different colors. And Guilty. <laughs> So the soft talk is something like um, should, um, maybe, I'll try, could, things like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're jumping a bit ahead. But so what they also start or this method is that um, a really big part of it, and we're not just saying that because we're yoga teachers, but a really big part is the breath. So um, the... In general, language is affecting our internal imagery, it is affecting our emotions and feeling, our posture and our breath. So if you have a really bad image in your head, something stressful, you get all tight and you might not actually breathe. Your breathing would be stuck pretty uptight to the throat, maybe cut off right um, underneath the, the neck, but not going full into the chest or even anywhere close to the belly so if you want to deal with something that is emotional for you whether it being positive or negative you got to really start breathing
1: so maybe you can describe to people what a full deep breath would would be like like something like how you would might start your yoga classes
0: right so if you want to breathe properly you'd you could sit you could lie down and you would take a deep inhale and then you move the breath all the way down into your belly and you try to make the belly go big and then when you exhale first the belly goes back um, back again and then you move it out of your chest so you really try to get the breath all the way down there and expand the belly
1: so the way I describe it to people is um, as you're inhaling the first two-thirds of your breath will make your belly expand, and it might even expand outwards to the sides, and and your back might feel like expanding in all directions, not just forward. And in the last third of the breath, the chest should rise, and then the chest lowers and the belly lowers. But if you notice people with, um, you might have a reverse breathing pattern because of stress. There's many reasons. And what that would look like is the first thing that happens is your chest rises and your belly doesn't move at all. And that's a bit more of a sympathetic, fight or flight, um, sort of a stressful response type of breathing. You might also notice when people are talking, they're constantly, um, when they when they take a breath, it sounds like a gasp, <laughs> because they're very sympathetic and very uh, generally high-stressed. So if you hear someone talking, and then they keep talking, then perhaps that person might benefit from what Lot is talking about, diaphragmatic breathing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So the breath is just super important. And also there's a bit of a stigma around expanding your belly because nobody wants to, we all, or let's say most of us are able to get the belly quite big out, right? If you really force the air in there and then you look like you have this round ball there and you're not, that's not what people usually try to do, but this is exactly what we need to do when we're really mindfully, forcefully breathing in there. And then once you learned how to breathe, you can tone it down a little bit. Um But really seeing the belly expands, you can also stand in front of the mirror and look, right? Do I see my belly go out? That's a great indicator of knowing, am I actually breathing low enough? But now let's start with the... The different topics Rai already mentioned. So we have the soft talk. And the negations. The projections. Um, then some stress that comes from thinking about what we should do. And then how to actually deal with stories. So you... Because Rai is a very he's a very visual person. So she's, he saw the pictures I had on the wall. And you write the... Soft talk is a part of the language where we use words that sort of soften or diminish our attention. So the keywords for that are could, should, think, maybe, guess, might, try, possibly, probably, sort of, kind of perhaps and hopefully
1: so if i said i guess we should maybe perhaps do a podcast today that's um <laughs> that's a giant pile of soft talk right probably mm-hmm. won't happen
0: probably won't happen probably
1: right? oh that was <laughs> i did it again
0: oh my god and that's perfect because that's the crazy thing you know there's this um imagery about a car if you buy a new car all of a sudden you're seeing that car everywhere It's the same. Now, if you know which words to look out for and you don't even have to at first do it super consciously, you're like, did this person just talk me? Did I just make it super soft on them?
1: Yeah. I mean, you probably want to first apply it to yourself rather than just walking around saying, hey, that person's soft talking. I just said probably in that sentence without realizing it. I know, so, isn't that so crazy?
0: That's why when I heard it, I actually got goosebumps. I was like, "Ooh, I'm onto something that really resonates with me." So yeah, like if I exactly, if I say to Rye and use any of those softer term, soft talk terms, I might have, I might have the intention, right? Another soft talk. I can have the intention in my head of doing it, but it's not that I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to do it a hundred percent." because if I'm going to do it a hundred percent, why would I soft talk it down? I leave this little opening to maybe, maybe, like get out of it or not do it and be like, yeah, let's do it tomorrow maybe, or I just hold myself not accountable.
1: Right. So, um, for me, the way I, I try to get out of soft talk is I, like, for example, with a client, if I say that I'll email them a i don't know some contact or something or create something tomorrow for them i say that i will in person but i make sure that i just take a little step one extra step to put it in a calendar to make a put it in a task app to make sure it's going to happen um and even maybe set a set a reminder if you're not that type of person i mean having a notebook handy a little notebook and just jotting things down and always reviewing it um, that might help. I don't know if this lifted method talks about methods like that, but for me, when I make a statement, and I don't say probably, I make sure that I'm going to back that up because once people start seeing, you know, if you, if you start having soft talk more and more, you m- people might realize it, right? Whether it's consciously or unconsciously, and they might, I don't know you might not have such a deep connection with somebody because you're always saying things that you haven't committed to and then they might not feel they can rely on you for something when something important comes up.
0: They just seem flaky and you're like, well, this person talks a lot about a lot of things and then they don't do it. I did notice though that I find especially the English language has a lot of the soft talk in it in order to be polite. Because it is like you're not saying. Well, you can say let's hang out, but people are like, hey, we could hang out, but it's it's just not really. It's it's more. It's not vague. direct. Yeah, and I suppose
1: yeah. you detected that when you went from German culture to English culture, and you're like, wow, there's so much passive talk, mm-hmm. and but then if you get into German culture or. or Russian culture, something like that, Greek. It's like, wow, that sounds so direct and rude. You know, we consider it rude to tell the truth and be honest and say, I'm not going to do this or I don't want to do this. I don't want to come to your party tomorrow.
0: And in German, we are more direct. We we would actually tell up front what we're thinking most of the time. But so this method is then, well, if you're detecting any of the soft talk in your language, plug it out and say your sentence so you're like oh we could hang out tomorrow you'd be like oh i just soft talk let's hang out tomorrow or i would like to hang out tomorrow so
1: literally interrupt your conversation with somebody and repeat it because i've seen you do that like you've said something and you go no actually i'm Mm -hmm. going to do it so that's one of the methods
0: yeah because i notice that I actually want to do something but I still soft talk myself so I leave that little opening and I actually repeat the sentence I didn't always uh tell to write why but I'm like oh I'll repeat the sentence in a more binding statement so that I will do it and I'm way more likely to do it so I hold myself way more accountable and I found that helped a lot and uh, just detecting it also then Somebody else, I might see like, oh, they used a bunch of soft talk in their message and then I'm not disappointed if they're not actually doing what they said because they indicated to me already in that message they're most likely not going to do it. And that's okay. So after soft talk, we also have statements with negations. Negations are all sentences who say I can't, won't, don't, not, shouldn't, couldn't, haven't and isn't let's say I say I can't do my exercise today well that's stressful I'm like oh god I can't do it so I'm annoyed I might be frustrated I'm it's not actually helping me to think about what I can't do but instead be like well what can I do so let's take that statement or actually write. do you want to give us a statement of things maybe something even for today where you're like oh i can't do this
1: something i don't think i can do today
0: yeah or something where you're like this would be your i can't or i shouldn't
1: i can't spend all my time just working traveling to clients and doing work from home
0: right because you know you don't have any time for yourself right
1: well that would represent not having enough time for myself yeah
0: and if you think about that statement I can't spend all my time f-, let's just say for others what does that make you feel?
1: That I do spend all my time for others.
0: And it's it's like stressful and you're like oh I don't have enough time right? I it's a bit of a negative feeling.
1: It is, yeah.
0: So then if you the thing is the second you have a negation there and you say oh I can't do this What it actually means is you're still focusing on it. You're focusing on what you don't want to get.
1: I'm giving energy to the things I don't necessarily want to manifest.
0: Exactly. So now, if that's what you don't want to, so you don't want to focus on what you don't want to do, then what could you instead focus on?
1: I could focus on having enough free time for myself
0: right so you could focus on changing your schedule for example to then free time and then if you say if you say that sentence right now
1: i could focus on adjusting my schedule so that i have enough free time for myself and enough energy for my clients too
0: yeah and then you does that make you feel any lighter or um does it feel more positive
1: yeah. No, that's good.
0: Yeah, and then from there... At you least can...
1: that's useful compared to just complaining about things and not having any anything actionable to do about it.
0: But then from there you can go... So you went from, I can't focus all my time on my clients to I could reorganize my schedule to then I can reschedule my clients and free more time and then you're like wow I can do this this is more empowering and then you can even to affirm that put a because statement I can reschedule my clients because
1: I need more free time for myself
0: yeah and the cool thing is apparently it doesn't really matter what's behind the because that you put a because there already makes the sentence a whole big difference. Not really, doesn't really matter what the reason is, but just that you have a reason because makes the statement much more valuable.
1: And so and when it comes to writing things down, this actually wouldn't bother me to write down I, you know, that one sentence and then to rewrite the sentence and then to look at that and then look at the change I need to make.
0: Yeah, because it's very short. That's it's not it's not like journaling. It's it's much shorter um, sentences, very few things, and it's a very concise method. So you went from negations now to affirmations. You went from "Oh, I can't" or "I couldn't" to all of a sudden now "I can." So you're affirming what you can do instead of affirming what you can't do.
1: So then we've looked at soft talk negations and Mm -hmm. affirmations Mm -hmm. and what else do we have
0: we got projections so projections you might have heard about blaming other people victim mentality thinking everything happens to you and that usually but see for me i had not had the tools before to realize well how does that happen and then all of a sudden they had a very simple method The second, your sentence structure is, this person does something to me, boom. Whose whose fault is it? This person's fault. And I'm I'm innocent.
1: So it's about taking responsibility Mm -hmm. for what you've connected to, where you've put your energy and what the outcome is. It's not just somebody else's full uh, responsibility for what happens to you.
0: Yeah exactly and well it's not just because also sometimes it is putting the responsibility to where it belongs for example if I say um my coach needs to respect me I'm the victim right I'm not respected by my coach I'm there like oh my god I don't get respected well hold on if I now exchange my coach for me all of a sudden I'm all of a sudden I think, oh, I have to respect myself. And I'm like, okay, so I projected my fear of not being accepted onto this person. But where does it come from? From me. And then that's where my mind just went, boom. Oh, wow. So if I say this person is mean to me, it's me. There's something in me that sees that.
1: I just think somebody has to be in a position where they're open to receive this kind of criticism of themselves without it coming across um, aggressively, because ultimately it's constructive, but if somebody is in front of you and you're their coach and you're just saying, well, it's all your fault, (laughs) you know, that's not the way to get it across, but ultimately the person has to see it for themselves what that they're manifesting things it's not just everything's just happening around them and you know they have to take responsibility for what they're connecting to you know
0: but the cool thing with this is i wouldn't actually tell somebody oh now it's all your fault i would just be like well what bothered you and then they might say this person did this to me and i have them writing down and they're all angry they're hurt they they feel disempowered and i'm like okay well what happens if you shift the words and they read it and all of a sudden they go whoa and i yeah. didn't tell them yeah was they your read fault. it
1: exactly they read it they process it no that sounds like really really interesting method
0: i find it very actionable and the other thing is There's a lot of stuff about our parents, usually, right? We don't even need to go there right now. This would just blast the whole, um, the whole topic, but it might be a good topic for another podcast. (laughs) Yes. So, um, but you can also be like saying stuff where, um, my mom blamed me for this mistake. So you write it down, you're hurt. You are upset, your mom had blamed you, you write it down, and then you plug out the myself and you exchange it for herself and you realize, oh. She'd... My mom didn't blame me. She actually blamed herself and she project- projected it onto me.
1: And if you don't change your behavioral patterns, you're likely going to end up with that a similar projection onto the next generation.
0: Hmm. yeah but it's also you can because you had hold that that hurt because you're like well i fa- failed that and now you realize but it wasn't yours this person projected that onto you you can let it go
1: so aside from those which are awesome i did hear you reading little stories to yourself is that part of this
0: Yes, yeah, so the little stories, we're going to that in a second. I just want to let you know that if you want to work with those sentences, what we mentioned, whether it be the the soft talk or the negations or projections, just write down one sentence and then take a deep diaphragmatic breath. And then you might be able to pl- to attach to the feeling. See what comes up. Usually, we hold a lot of feelings, but with the breath, we can move them out. So you write down a sentence. Let's say, my mom blamed me for this. And then you exchange that for my mom blamed herself. And then you breathe again and you're like, you might feel relief. You might say crying. There, you can get into emotion land pretty quick with these ones. So that's what really Fascinated me. yeah and then so this is a really quick overview, right there's much more work with this. but those little stories, there's all these little stories we have where we're heard about things, stories were yeah about pain stuff, maybe even stories that haunted us, stories that keep on repeating. and the way that works is it can be something very recently. it can be something a couple weeks ago. You write the story out. You write it out briefly, not like a journal thing. It can be four, five, six sentences. Just description. No, like, I felt this way. Just description. What actually happened? And then you write it on paper, and then you read it out loud. And then you notice, how does it make you feel? What's coming up? And you might have a feeling of pain, of hurt, of... um of guilt, of, of shame, any, any emotion could come up. Usually those are like negative, negative emotions. And then either this reminds you right away of something way back in the past, because that's when you really quickly travel into childhood and realize, oh, that fight, let's say my partner and I had last week, that feeling, I got that when I was eight. Or when I was 10. And then you actually work with that feeling back then. Because a lot of things we experience, we're not getting them from right, right now. We're getting them from the past. They just keep repeating. And then you can actually free that up back in the past. Or if you don't feel that, you can just work with the story in that moment. That helps too. So you read the story. And then what you're doing... Is you read the story slower. You read it at about 30% speed. You slow the story down. And slow it down a lot. Be mindful. And notice what comes up then. And then what you do. Is at. Each period. You. Take a breath. In between. So you read one sentence. Da 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 Deep breath. And then you read the next sentence, deep breath. And then you go through that. And you might come down to one sentence where you really break down or where you're like, well, this is where the emotion is at. And then you can see, well, what is that? Is that maybe a life theme of mine? Is that where I have a um where I have a lot of soft talks? Where I use negations where I blame somebody else, and then you put this all together. And that is really what I found super helpful, and they call that to air out the story.
1: But do you rewrite the story without the projections and the soft talk and the the negations, or or you just look at where they are? Like, literally, do you cross out the coulds and the shoulds?
0: Um. Sometimes I did. Um What I usually did was I take that, if I found that one specific sentence, I took that one out and then worked on that sentence, because it was really interesting how a lot of stories boil down to one sentence, and if you write that with a lot of stories, you're like, oh wow, these three stories pretty much all had the same message, so I have some issues around that. Or I, I realized most of the things boil down to a very few childhood experiences. And that was really interesting because when we're so young, we don't really understand things. And we very easily buy little things, take them personal, and they just stick with us.
1: But I think we're designed that way, to be open to everything, the whole scope, so that we understand the environment that we're meant to be. Uh, once we're adults, the environment we're meant to be working with and it's got it seems basically like a survival tactic to be compatible with our environment, right mm-hmm. which is what produces cultures and subcultures and and groups and even maybe a podcast like this because there's this <laughs> perhaps this comfortable environment where people feel there's a scope of words and concepts and ideas that and we might not we might not go beyond a certain scope that somebody's comfortable with. I mean, I think that's what kind of politics is, borders, religion, all that stuff is applying these idea borders where you, you know, you, you have a limit and you don't go beyond that because that's dangerous territory. That's enemy territory. But that is what creates us and them. That's what creates separation and that's what takes us away from what we ultimately are, which is, you know, all the same thing, doing all one, sub-ek, as uh, Ramdas guru used to say.
0: Well, it's not to say that it's all bad, it just says that we're so, not in a negative way necessarily, but we're just vulnerable when we're younger, because we don't have a filter, we, we're like a sponge, we get everything in, but on the other hand, we also need something to work on this life, right? Because we, we have to overcome something, otherwise where is the fun of doing anything here? So we got to get some challenges to work with.
1: But Lada, do you think that at the age of 30, the age of 40, the age of 60, the ability to do this work and make changes, cha- um, do you feel that that changes where it gets harder, we get more statue-like in our thoughts and patterns? or do you think anybody could try to apply this
0: Oh yeah anybody can try to apply this I have been off on a couple calls and usually the people are in their 30s 40s 50s and they have profound experiences too I think it really depends on where your mind's at
1: But you're not you're not referring to coaching call you're ter- you're talking about group calls from yeah, the act- yeah. from the, the creators of the method Actually we should mention that um, we will share in the description a link to, I think, I've, I've seen you listening to a podcast. So, right, they have a podcast where they describe this stuff in detail. What else do they have, like, for resources, maybe even for free for people to get started?
0: Well, they have their whole course for free on their, well, it's uh, it's their podcast. It's about two hours explaining all of this in detail. They have free co- um, free webinars that people can attend. Where they can see it, they call it the magic. They always use the word abracadabra. Um, Yeah, with your words. Oh, that's why you wrote that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, You see, I I wrote a lot. Yeah, and they have a lot of um, offers. They also offer certifications. And um, they offer, what I really liked is that they offered a lot of free content for people to actually do something.
1: And you're not at all affiliated with them. No. It's just, uh, lots of coaching methods come up right? We explore all these different coaching methods and then sometimes you'll catch one that just really resonates with you and maybe it doesn't resonate with the next person but that's why we need the diversity in my opinion so that there's something for everyone and this Enlifted method actually seems really good but there's something inside me that hasn't dug into it. uh, Yeah, I noticed that. For some reason.
0: But that's okay. Um, it, as Rai said, it's not for everybody, but you know, if you're like me and you listen to a podcast and you get goosebumps and you're like, Oh my God, I really feel like I'm drawn to this. Go explore it and see what, what happens. That's how it was for me. And that's why I'm so passionately sharing about it because I found in a very short time, I saw a lot of changes. Yes. So <laughs> is just signaling me we should wrap this up. <laughs> Very just, cute. <laughs>
1: as a joke, I pretended I was wrapping a, a box, wrapping a present.
0: Yes, but <laughs> it's, it's true. So we just wanted to give a quick overview of this method. And, um, of course, feel free to check out the actual, their actually method, their actual method. Reach out to us if you have more questions. And we just really want to share that because. If this works for you, that's amazing. I really want to support them with a good method.
1: Right. and it, when it comes down to the intention behind why do we have a podcast, um, ultimately, it boils down to, well for me specifically, I want to help people. Um, I've always had a hard a struggle with w- wanting to make money. I'm very I'm very, I'm not very motivated to make money, but when I feel I can help people, I'm really motivated. But I also realize that uh, in real life you do need some money. So that's part of our intention here is also to share with you our offerings that we're slowly creating online and, and build an online community. And if I feel that if we put the energy in correctly and in a healthy way and actually help people, then that'll come back to us in the form of us being able to support ourselves and perhaps record a podcast with a little better audio i hope it's okay we've done this kind of do-it-yourself podcast studio method for now and we are in mexico uh which is incredibly loud this country anywhere you go so if you hear birds chirping or something just try to enjoy it (laughs) just it's just part of the part of the show
0: yeah get the jungle feeling and um yeah i really hope you enjoyed this maybe you got some goosebumps too i hope i explained it correctly and, uh, yeah, I hope we're going to see, hear you Well I hope you'll hear us on the next episode.
1: Yeah, and you can always get in touch with us, right? The The links in the description, there's a bunch of them, and it'll be to the, our website, Facebook page. And you want to wanna chat with Lada more about lifted. I'm sure she'd be happy to oh, uh, yes. chat with you about it. She's so excited. <laughs> I am. All right, we'll see you next time.
0: Yes. Thank you and bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. There's more to us than the podcast. Your community awaits you in our free Facebook group. Click the link in the description to join the conversation now. You can also follow and connect to us on social media. Thank you again so, so much for listening. We really appreciate your time and support. With love, Lada and Ryan.